Sam, do you want to start us off? I did last time. Edwin, shall I start us off? Yes. Seven days to play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, like we do in this show all the time, Every week. Every week, we suggest each other games, and we try to play them for seven days. For the past seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play Sir Questionnaire. The mysteriously named game. The questionable name. <laughs> it's a questionable name. After a week of playing, I think I understand the name a little bit more. It is a hack and slash rogaliki. I know exactly what all those words mean together in a sentence. <laughs> That's another term that we should possibly... Uh, continue on. You want to trademark? Rogaliki. Yeah. Rogaliki. Mm. The the Greek roguelikes. <laughs> Remind me what the hell a roguelike is again. By game definition, I think the gameplay elements of a roguelike is you have one chance to go as far as you can. Mm, yeah. Um, but each time it's always different. Oh, you yeah. can pick up stuff along the way as you go that changes attributes of your character. And sometimes there are things that persist onto the next game, but usually there aren't. It's usually like a fresh start. That is quite an accurate representation of Sir Questionnaire. Yeah. A really popular roguelike that has come into people's minds recently is Spelunky. So that has been a really popular one where each run is different. All the caves and the dungeons are different. But every time you go, like you learn new things about how you should be playing the game in general. So it's also so it's not necessarily a style like a because Spelunky is a platformer as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a roguelike platformer. It's a genre yeah. of games. Oh, that is interesting. So that's why it makes sense that this is a hack and slash roguelike. Oh, what the hell is that? As opposed to like um, a platformer, a platformer roguelike, right? So hack and slash games are games like if you've ever played uh, Streets of Fury or Final Fight. Sadly, sadly, no one know. PPKP is a hack and slash, or you go a punch and, and kick. Yeah, it's like a beat 'em up. Is a hack and slash. All right, I think I'm learning slowly. Mm-hmm. Slowly becoming less of a game weenie. Now you're, th- you're halfway there. Yeah. So here's my theory on the name of the game. Mm-hmm. So questionnaire. I think one <laughs> has the has a, the word quest in it. Oh, I think that's perhaps something. Yeah. Uh, so quest. Sadly. Shonair isn't really a word. so It's my name, though. That's, That's what my friends call me. <laughs> Sounds like what, uh, there's a popular baby name around the turn of the 2000s. Oi, Shonair! <laughs> Bring England. me a Chardonnay! <laughs> They're the twins. Shonair and Shonardonnay. <laughs> Shonair Shin, and Shin... Shin, Shin. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> so that's one part. It has the word quest in it. Second... Each screen, you're you're kind of presented with a question that you need to answer. Do you? It's more of a decision, mm. but decisionaire isn't a word. Do you know what you mean? Like, oh, do you do you want to fight or do you want to run away like a child? Right. If that's the, maybe the question you get asked on every screen, so you're answering questions. I have, yeah. That's kind of like a tenuous. Uh, gra- I'm grasping here. Yeah, I I can see that, but I think it was. It's more, it's more decision making, really. It should be called Sir Decision Maker. I have a feeling that Sir name... decide a lot. <laughs> Sir Hack and Slash would have been better. <laughs> maybe that was taken. I do have a feeling that maybe the name is part of a story that is non-existent in the game. Like, oh, the reveal I, yeah, coming later. I don't think it's coming later. Oh. but I think maybe the developers had something in mind as like what the backstory of this person would be. When Scott Rogowski jumps out. Oh, you will have egg on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a feeling that they never got around to actually putting in the, el- the elements of 
the questionings the story or there are actually a lot of popular games that have like sir blah 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 in the title um mm. <laughs> let me let me read you some oh please sir match a lot sir sampleton sir pizza sir conrad oh my gosh is there a sir pizza is that sir, a game sir benfro's brilliant balloon i've got to find out if sir pizza is a game no it's it's actually an app oh it seems like it's a place in michigan suffice to say there's history of calling your games or something rather yeah how does this game work it's very similar like if we had to compare it to one of the games that we've played previously mm-hmm. it's kind of like ppkp oh that's funny because i said it's a bit like reigns or it's like it's kind of like reigns and where like you're given a choice right it's not or a f- question yeah it's very turn-based it's not real-time action yeah which i appreciated whereas like hop and helm you have to take action immediately this gives you infinite amount of time before you have to do an action so you can think about stuff. Mm-hmm, I like right. that because I'm quite a slow person. Should we, try, should we try and explain the story? Yeah. You play as the titular, so questionnaire. Uh, the that curious. Name, that name does not get better. I'm really hoping he would turn up with a clipboard and a pen. <laughs> For reasons unexplained so far, you are off exploring a dungeon. Each screen, you explore a new room in the dungeon and you'll have a choice, typically, of two things to do. Either run away like a child Mm -hmm. or to attack a monster or grab something that's in the room or search search something yeah you just keep on keeping on until a monster kills you think of it think of it as like a super fast turn-based choose your own adventure but it's not fast i think as you said before it's turn-based so you don't necessarily need to be you play it as fast as you want fast meaning like it gives you an opportunity to choose what to do immediately. Like right after you go there, you have a choice to make. Right after you get to another room, you have a choice to make. It's like every turn is uh, you have a choice to make. Whereas like with the Choose Your Own Adventure, you might read like five pages before you have to make a decision. So there's very little story. It's yeah. all questions and actions. Exactly. No, oh. still doesn't oh. make sense. <laughs> you also have a bunch of inventory management to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a wide array of things that will either um, give you your health back if you've been attacked. I think you start off with six hearts to begin with. Six hearts (laughs) in time. (laughs) Uh, You have items that will act as armor to protect you from damage. You have food you can eat to replenish your hearts. You have different weapons to select, which you can equip one at a time. You have shields that you can adorn Sir Questionnaire (laughs) with. What I liked about it is that you can, once you go into a room, then you can change, you can kind of, yeah, decide what you want to use mm-hmm. and equip yourself with in that room. So if it's a particularly scary monster, you can maybe use the magic stick, magic or cane. the blunderbuss. Or the blunderbuss, yeah. Or if it's just like a simple blob, you can like, ah, oh, maybe I'll just use a dagger on this. Yeah. Because each weapon can only be used a certain number of times. So like a blunderbuss, I think you only get, if you find a blunderbuss, you can only use it once. If you find like an iron dagger, I think you can use it 20 times. Right. And the same with the shield and uh, other things like that. So there's a bit of strategy there in like, oh, when do I use which items uh, depending on what bad guys and evil monsters you encounter. Mm-hmm. So what I did like about this game is on, on, on first pass, you're just, oh, I'm just tapping left and right, almost like the reins. You could, you could pretty much play this just randomly tapping the left button and the right button and see how far you get. But as you play more, you kind of unearth deeper layers and mm-hmm. more more kind of checkpoints and um, uh, quests to go on. So there is, I made a list of all the things, there are, there are quests. So I think when you start the game, you can choose what kind of quest you want to do. 
For example, killing six skeletons and you get a small bag for that if you complete that quest. Or kill one large ogre and you get a large bag. Apparently the size of bag you win is entirely proportional to the size of the enemy you kill. So there's a quest you can do. There's also objectives, which you get told at the beginning of the game, like collect 150 imp skulls. As you say, there's skills which pop up now and then where you can say, hey, I want to increase my magic casting ability but then that will also lower my um attack skill i guess so there's a whole bunch of those things to balance and there's also a codex as well did you get as far as this yes which uh kind of like neko atsume collect pictures of all the things you find there's a lot going on i'm not sure i could i could like coherently explain all those different things together right you kind of have to discover it little by little as you go through your inventory and because you say like this isn't it isn't real time. Like there's nothing really pressing you. It's every action is sort of follows after the action that you do. So there's really no consequence in trying to discover like what the things are, if it intrigues you. Um, but I think the good point also is like, if this stuff is like too complicated, you can just like have fun and just kill stuff. Right. And see how <laughs> right. far you get. Yeah. There are high levels to it. Certainly. What was your highest level? If I look on the codex, I have photographed nine out of 49 creatures. Hmm. I think because I only realized about the photographing thing fairly late in the game. Yep. <laughs> so I haven't done much, much, much of that. Sam, you? I have photographed six out of 53. Oh, I'm better than you. Yes, I yeah. mean, I actually didn't discover that you had a camera with you. Every time I sort of reach a new monster, I just want to kill it before I actually switch <laughs> over to my camera. It's just, yeah, you've just been playing Monster Hunter too much. Mm-hmm. You want to preserve these beautiful creatures, not kill them. There's also... A uh, codex, codex, which I think happens automatically as you pick them up or you come across them. Yeah, it like shows you how many items you've uh, you found. Yeah, I've got 37 out oh, of 63. 31 out of 64. Ooh. Fancy that. Oh, look at this. Okay, and finally, all the stats. The number of adventures, seven. One. Oh, no. What? Best level. Best level, eight. Eight? Yes. Um, <laughs> total kills. <laughs> Wait, what was your t- best level? Also eight? Mine was eight. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Best level. Best level eight. Or total kills. Total kills, 137. Wow! <laughs> Mine was 52. But what's an adventure then? Man, if I didn't know what a codex was and a quest. I think adventure is now a run. Adventure. Oh. Quests are quests. Like how many, <laughs> you know, kill five m- m- mice oh, or rats. Yeah. yeah, that's a quest. So speaking of quests, how many quests have you done? One. <laughs> Because oh, you can't get more quests after you finished. Uh, after you've done one quest, yeah, you can't pick more up. You have to start again. Uh, I've done. Again. I've done two quests. I just can't die. That is actually. Let's get into the three by threes because oh, I need to talk about that. Oh, three by threes, always three. <laughs> Still Sometimes working three. on this song for three by threes. Uh, if you're a good lyricist, please send <laughs> lyrics so I don't have to hear this again. <laughs> At Seven Days to Play on Twitter. <laughs> Go, Sam, hit me with a good point. It's good one-handed gameplay. Like, it's very easy to get into. You know, you can just set off with this one-handed thing and you feel like you're hacking and slashing different creatures, mainly rats. This is the exact opposite of Stickman Soccer 2018 in that it was actually made for a mobile device. Right. Not just kind of shoehorning a console game onto a small screen. Though it's super nice. I really appreciate that. There are some design... Um, considerations I will mention in the yep. bad points though mm-hmm. because I think there's some things that could certainly be improved. I really like that it's a slow burner. Like when I first played it, I thought, ugh, okay, well this is 
boring. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm like, well, walk, attack, attack, grab, search, walk, grab. And I go, oh, yay. And I would just, you know, I'd even try playing like Reigns where you just randomly tap the buttons and see how far you get. Right. Um, but, you know, it's like a little bit of a, a brain worm. It was yeah. like kind of there like, oh, I want to play again. And then as you play again, you start to see, oh, that's what this icon means. Because there's an icon in the top left corner, which I only later realized is the quest. Like how many of the things you've done in this quest Hmm. So, like, yeah, there's just, yeah, it just sort of un, un it just reveals itself slowly to you. So, my suggestion here to you as a as a as a player is give it some time. Don't sort of just play it once and think, oh, this is dumb and move on. Like, uh, give it a couple of days or yeah. more, or maybe seven. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of stuff that you can really sink your teeth into. Again, the complete opposite of Stickman Soccer 2018 is right. that it's very simple to begin with but actually there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I got a really good sense of adventure, you know, and and like a a really simple one-handed gameplay app game. Like, you know, you turn it on and, you know, you're in this dungeon and it gives you the sense of like discovery. Every room is kind of different. You encounter different animal or different creatures. You can read your codex, you know, it's like, this, this nice sense of a really simplified RPG that you can get from like a, a handy little turn-based game, which I liked. Yeah, I liked the really the the tactical aspects of the game. Like certain, I feel like certain weapons work better with certain monsters. Uh, you being able to switch out and take the time to either like equip different things, maybe even take take like a health potion, um, calculate like how many damage the monster is doing, and then drinking the milk. Exactly, drinking the milk, which gives you four HP. Stuff like that, like I think, adds, sometimes sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> if you're lactose intolerant, <laughs> I think that was like a nice little, a good little RPG element that usually a lot of games is very cumbersome and uh, tedious. But for some reason, like I think it really works for this. Like it, it works in like a nice little handy thing that you can swap out and like start attacking. So on to the bad points. I'm going to try and I'm going to tie kind of two points into one. Okay. Under the general heading of having a sense of what kind of where you are and your progress. Mm. If someone wants to tell you, oh, there's a game where you explore dungeons, the first thing you think of, oh, well, you obviously will have a map at some point to see mm. where you are and how far along you've got, uh, which is not the case here. You have a little uh, little bar chart that kind of gives you a number of blobs of progress throughout, which sort of works, but it wasn't... I don't know, when I first came here, I was like, oh, I just want to know where I am and yeah. just get more of a sense of the world that I'm in. And that feeling also occurs because there's you find certain gates or chests that are locked and then you have to go off and you find a key or mm. you find a candle that needs a light and you finally find a lighter. And oh, you go, oh, great, I've now got this thing. How do I get back to that room that I was right. in previously? And the fact is, there is no way to get back to that room. You just need to keep on playing until you randomly find that room again, mm-hmm. I guess. And so that just wasn't quite that feeling of progress yeah and also the small little design thing is you always walk in and out of the same door that you came in through right i see what you're saying yeah Yeah. so essentially the dungeon is just a single corridor with (laughs) hundreds of rooms off the side to it i guess maybe that's the schematic of it progress forward no matter (laughs) what yeah yeah that's a good point (laughs) rather than representing the room in like blobs right if Mm. it was just a uh sort of like a long grayed out hallway of like the beginning of the floor to the end of the floor and sections of that 
hallway light up as like a representation. I feel like that gives you some sense of a map rather than the blobs. The blobs are kind of abstract. Uh, that might have worked better. For me, like I feel, I felt like the games were needlessly long. So I've been playing this for X amount of days and I'm still on the first game. <laughs> oh, you haven't died yet? No, I haven't died yet. Aww, so the skills are too good. I feel like, um, you know, I finished the quest, so whatever, like I'm just going to die, but I can't, I can't bring myself to die. I must save <laughs> Sir Questionnaire from dying using all of my resources. <laughs> and it gives you just the right elements to like keep on going. <laughs> so you might like... So maybe if there was like a game slot mechanic where you can play different slots or like saved games. Well, yeah. So here's the thing that I haven't encountered yet because I haven't died. Like I'm, I'm wondering if your goal continues in the next round or like what do you bring to the next round? Usually in these roguelikes or roguelikes. Um, so I've ruined that word for you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I can never say it again. Um, someone's going to say, hey, just play that new roguelike. I'm going to be like, what are you, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> ah, I believe you meant roguelike. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm curious about what that element would be. But right now, I just can't bring myself to to have Sir Questioner die. Mm. So I don't know if that's really a negative point. <laughs> uh, but that's my negative point. I didn't understand the game, but it certainly felt like I would be halfway through a game, I'd come back to it and I'd have to start again. But then sometimes it does seem to save the game. But my general feeling is that it sometimes doesn't save the game, whereas sometimes it does. And there was no... I think I would like maybe an explicit save save game option. So like, oh, I have to get off the subway now. Mm. I like, I will save it here. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, hoping that the game center progress tracker miraculously works. And then when I come back to it, I can carry on. I did feel a little bit weird about that as well. Like kind of just closing out of the app felt always feels a little bit unsure. Some games take this into consideration. It allows you to go back to the menu screen mm. to make you feel like completely saved that some progress has been saved. Um, but yeah, I took a chance on it and then I moved, uh, I moved away from the app and it saved it pretty nicely. Can we talk about the email alert? Oh, oh boy. What is yeah. that? <laughs> In this world of GDPR, <laughs> let alone, why am I going to give you my email address? Why would I give you my email address? Yeah, in a native UI pop-up window as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, it doesn't tell you what information they're going to send you. It doesn't even ask why it's receiving... It just says something like newsletter or something. Right. Really, really, like a big blanket statement. Not It asked me like three times. Right, it doesn't go away either, seemingly. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times too. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, in general, if you are going to ask people for stuff like that, kind of prime them first. You know, like, right. hey, want to get inside information and like some cheat codes or stuff like that. Like give them a reason to give them your email rather than just spanking them in the face exactly <laughs> with a pop-up yeah and it always comes up when i see the orange pixel logo so now i've associated that with that with orange pixel yeah so, and so you've also you haven't even played the game like this is the first thing that happened i haven't even played the game yet oh wow i get this i think oh i it happened on like my second time oh, okay. that i've opened it i'm pretty sure it happened the first time i opened it mm, that's I was like oh that's not a good sign that is bad yeah, yeah that is not good ux <laughs> So, yep, that's email pop-up. Um, second uh, font is pretty hard to read. Yeah. I, I get they're kind of going for... The pixelated look. Pixelated look and the kind of old-timey and stuff, mm-hmm. but for a game that relies on reading, 
Yeah. Like, I would certainly choose readability over aesthetics. Yeah, there case. is... They are trying to save space, right? Also, like, they they have different different sizes of pixelated fonts that, you know, obviously, like, the bigger, it's easier to read. Um, the grids are... The pixels are pretty big. It, it is true pixel, like... Oh, so Sam's happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are still, yeah, some of, like, the smaller font that you use for dialogues and, like, descriptions is a little bit too small and hard to read. And secondly, while we're still talking about having to read, there's just some... They've put the description text of what happens in each room way, way, like, as far as possible away from the action buttons. Mm. So you're looking at the screen. So basically the action happens in the sort of top third of the screen. And then there's a big gap and there's buttons along the bottom. But the description of what happens is, like, way on the top Mm. of the screen. So you're looking up there and then you look down... Like, there's this whole space underneath the play area. Like, why couldn't we not have the, the graphics of the room, the description of what happens underneath, and then the buttons to take action? That'd be so nice. So, yeah, let's say your eyeballs are doing a lot of work, and especially on a, 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 a plus phone as well. Right. My final little nitpick as well is that they have a nice stone-style treatment for the buttons, but also sometimes the titles, which are not clickable. So you go to the pause screen, for example, it only says paused, as a button and the number of times i've tapped that pause button turns out not a pause button it's just a title oh right so inconsistent use of the stone effect yeah sometimes buttons sometimes tiles sometimes not yeah that's that's a really good point like well you uh, taught me well sam (laughs) they already have like an established look of titles which is like if you get to a new floor it's like this nice red tapestry banner that says floor one right yes that's the title that's the title that's the title uh, treatment you should use that for like the paused and then have the stone buttons for continue settings and quit because oh no i quit oh there we go oh no 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 oh still see my (laughs) so uh, they were all the design quibbles i had yeah around it like it doesn't take away from the game at all but right you know little things like that i would love to see could have cleaned up at all yeah i think the pixel work is actually really quite good like I think there's a lot That's of true. attention to nice details. Yes. Yeah, good use of color. I think the, even the effects that they used, while they seem to be like um, sort of dynamic real time particle effects using pixels, but it is using pixels, which is really nice. It's not like you know, it's not using vector or anything like that. Um, but yeah, overall, like I kind of like the feel. It does feel like nice and chunky in terms of like um, the 16 bit. Uh, look and feel. How do you feel about this being kind of luck-based? I know your dislike of the two dots oh, world. Oh no, because... it did start over. Well, there you go. On to your second adventure. On to my second game. <laughs> no! Uh, oh, I was looking through the menus and then <laughs> reset it for my... Anyway. I'm sorry, Sam. That's all right. As I was saying, you don't like two dots and games like that because it's all luck to get through a level how do you feel about the luck element in this game even if it's luck there's lots of things that are swaying that luck right like you have stats that's going to back up that luck um and i wouldn't say it's really it's it's, it plays differently right like i think there's a probability of encountering a room versus monsters um there's probably like a set probability there Right, you're probably going to encounter more monsters, which makes the gameplay fun. Whereas, like two shits, I mean two dots. <laughs> I couldn't give two dots about your opinion, Sam. <laughs> I feel like that probability is just, you know, um, makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I do have like one final negative point 
And you know what this is going to be. Oh, do I? Wait, a uh, story? Yes. <laughs> so I know, I understand that this is a roguelike, um, but... Typically doesn't have much of a story? Is that kind of yeah, the, usually the genre? It's hard to build in story elements for every run that you do on a roguelike, mainly because the whole idea of a roguelike is for it to be dynamic, right? Um, but some of the best roguelikes still have like an overarching story, right? Like there's a theme, there's a sentiment. Right, like Spelunky loves his eggplants. Exactly. That's exactly. all I know about that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know why Spelunky guy is there because like yes. there is like a backing story and there is like a mentor that told the Spelunky guy why he should be there, right? And that's that's enough. That's enough of a story. Like I still I still question why Questionnaire is there. <laughs> I mean, he does not have a clipboard, right? Does not have a clipboard. He has a camera, but why? <laughs> I do actually have one little more design quibble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I should have lumped in my previous previous point. That is, when you do die, I know, Sam, you've not experienced this yet, mm. is you get a scroll of text along the, in, the, in, the top, in the top area, which is you know, just describing what's happening in the game. But that you get a scroll of it, and then it immediately pops a you died window, and you lose the description of what actually happened. Mm. So you go, oh, I died. It kind of tells you, oh, you're attacked by a dragon. Oh, wow. But it doesn't necessarily, like, it could be much more useful to say, oh, the dragon attacks with, you know, negative four health points each time. And so you can actually see what happened to you. Right. Rather than just being like, oh, something happened. Oh, no, and now you're dead. I think it just teases you, right? Because it, like, for a split second, it shows you what happened. Like, oh, you, your shield broke, and then the dragon attacked you, and you got negative four, and now you're dead. Yeah. It, like, gives you that tiny little flash of text, and then it goes away and tells you, dragon killed you. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. If you're going to give me that information about how I died, then... Then you should... Give me the good stuff. Make or it a little don't. bit more persistent. <laughs> yes. yeah. 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 Final ratings for me. Five out of seven days. Uh, like I played it for most of my time. Uh, there were a few days where I just didn't feel like getting back into it. I think if there was like a story element that I can revisit sometimes <laughs> or if I died sooner in some way. I'm not saying like that's the fault of the game. I'm not even saying like I'm really that great at the game either. <laughs> um, I think I would I definitely would have continued playing uh, more. But yeah. I think for me, yeah, five out of seven. I will still be playing more of it, though. Yeah, I was a five as well. The spread of the days was interesting. Because it was like, one day, mm-hmm. then, eh, maybe not a day. Then one day, no day. And then it's like, oh, wait. And then I kind of yeah. went into it and then played it kind of every day after that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a slow burn. Yeah. But then gets, yeah, it gets under your skin. Enjoyable. In a good way. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see different difficulty modes. Because mm-hmm. it is, it does feel, I don't, not easy, but certainly like the early levels are a little bit... Yes, to go through this again, go through this. Right. You, the monsters are pretty easy. You kill them with one one swipe. There's often there's like rooms you search. Oh, you got nothing. I move it on. So I know that's not how roguelikes work, but maybe once you've done the first round once, you yeah. get put in at a slightly deeper level of the dungeon. I don't know. Like right. You find maybe you could find a little some kind of shoot or a trap door to immediately put you through to the like slightly more difficult levels right and that's what a lot of roguelikes do like they leave you some persisting thing that allows you to make your next runs quicker or you start off from a different point so i'm interested in like what that mechanic will be if it does have a mechanic in that um but yeah more explicit options to save maybe difficulty levels on the inventory management maybe splitting out weapons versus health yeah like some sort of sorting yeah yeah that'd be cool yeah 
just so you can quickly select and not have to. Yeah, I have to like tap it to read the description. Yes. Sometimes those items are a little small for you to immediately determine what they are. Like the blunderbuss kind of doesn't look like a blunderbuss. It looks like a weird、uh, brown lightning bolt. Yeah, I thought a a piece of thread was some kind of smoking pipe. <laughs> I can see that.、Yeah. But I am going to be playing this more as well. Yeah, like I want to, I want to find those monsters. I do capture them,、And、put them in my codex, take photographs in my questionnaire diary. Sam, for the next seven days, we—I'm <laughs>、oh, sorry—we are going to keep on the World Cup 2018 theme. Oh no! <laughs> That's right.、Uh, we have played Zlatan Legends in the past. We played Stickman Soccer last week. This week, we are going to play. Cristiano Ronaldo colon kick apostrophe n apostrophe run. Join the world's greatest footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo, as he travels to Moscow for the Russia 2018 World Cup celebrations. Take advantage of our new limited time special offers, including unbeatable bundle offers, complete sets of exclusive Nike clothing, or bulk buy your favorite consumable items. Oof! Wow, they really punched that、uh, purchasable in-game currency stuff、oh、right up front. But look how happy he is, smiling, running through cities. Kicking and running. Oh, I see. This seems like uh, uh, kind of like a runner game. So, all right. Yes,、cool. not to, not not、uh, soccer field based, soccer city based. Ronaldo to the streets. Kick and run. Look at him. He has that smile. Good for him. One of the best games I have played. Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Please buy my game. All right, I'm looking forward to this game. <laughs> I appreciate your enthusiasm. Before we go, things of the week. So, what do you got? As I mentioned last week, Fortnite has appeared on the Nintendo Switch, as if by magic. As if by magic, by the gods of Epic Games. <laughs> um, and so I've been playing that.、Uh, I've been playing a mode called Fifty v Fifty. It's fifty、uh, players versus fifty players. So previously, when we played a couple of times. Um, you on the mobile device and me on the Switch. Yeah, that works well. Yeah, that worked. It worked seamlessly well. It worked.、No. I mean, we're still terrible at it. We're still terrible at it. And I think the the point of these battle royale games is like, if you're not good, you're gonna die very quickly because there are one、um, hundred minus us against <laughs> us, right? Right. So ninety ninety eight people against us, and so they'll just hunt us down. And ninety eight people who are way better than us already kill us like the dogs <laughs> that we are. The games that we played were very short because we just got annihilated very quickly. Although you did take out like three people at one game, which is I very did, nice. but that was after you died, <laughs> and then I got bored because、like, once you're dead, like, oh well, there's no fun anymore.、Yeah. So with fifty v fifty, it's、yeah. really interesting in that one team of fifty lands in one side of the map. And、mm. the other fifty lands on another side of the map, and wherever like the circle starts is where is is right in the middle. So people will gather there to start fighting the other team. So what you get on the outskirts of that circle are like big, massive forts that people start to build out、uh, of the the material. That's cool. Yeah, and so the games usually last a little longer. You can actually practice shooting, I think,、um, by by getting the people. Essentially, the dumb players that don't know what the game is, and then they like roam towards the other side. You can pick them off. You can also practice your building, right? No one's really rushing you because there's fifty of you. Yeah.、Uh, so yeah, I found that to be pretty fun. You can even get XP that way. How are the controls? Controls are still. I'm still working through them. 
Yeah. Mainly because the buttons of the Switch are like all inverse from like normal Xbox or even PlayStation controls. Oh, how so? <laughs> so it's have you really not got strange. the Joy Cons on the wrong way around? No, it's it's even more confusing than that. The button placements of the A and the B buttons are inverted, uh, and sometimes even the notion of them are inverted. So normally for the Xbox 360, now stay with me here because I'm going to explain it. Okay, like I'm sitting down. Audio, yeah. Um, so normally. The approve button is at your six o'clock. If you have an array of uh, a cross of buttons, right? Essentially two by two buttons. Um, the approve for most Western games and more Western, even like the Xbox and PlayStation games that are Western. Yeah. The, the approve is and the six o'clock. For Japanese games, the approve for some reason is on your three o'clock. For the, for the Switch, the A button is on your 3 o'clock, and that is the approve. So that's like the shoot or do something button? No, that is like an action button. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like if, you, if you're going to go and like do something, you have to press that, which is already like a bit of a mind poop, poopy, <laughs> right? And then not only that, like the top two buttons are like switched around as well. On top of that, like the shoulder buttons are like have different names, which I feel like really screws me up as well. So I'm still getting used to that. So lots to... Lots of sort of reshift my brain. Right. You know, probably making new passageways to think about life <laughs> as I play Fortnite on the Switch. Yeah, I am still toying with the idea of buying a Switch. Haven't pulled the trigger yet. Haven't pressed the A or B button yet, depending on which side of the world I'm on. Mm. So we'll there, there are lots of really fun casual games to play, I think. Yeah, if PUBG comes to the Switch, that's needs to purchase. But because I'm still, I'm an old school boy. I'm all about PUBG, you know. I have a feeling it's going to come out on Switch. It has to. Sam, what is David Bowie's favorite interplanetary exploration board game? Terraforming Mars. Oh, sorry. Terraforming Mars. <laughs> you have to sing it to the Is There Life on Mars song. <laughs> Terraforming Mars. But thanks for stamping on my joke. I appreciate it. Sorry. <laughs> I've been playing a board game, Sam. I've heard. Yeah. This is a revolution. You're playing one of the best board games that's the hotness right now. Well, our mobile gaming program, I think, is a real game. A real game? A tabletop. <laughs> tabletop game? Is that what they call it? Board game? Yeah. Tabletop board game. I think those are interchangeable. Mm. I would invent a table bottom game. Mm. Where you have to staple stuff to the underside of the table. How would you play it? Would you play it with your knees? Yeah, I think you do it lying down under the table. Mm, like a car mechanic. Yeah. Oh. Yes, like that lazy kid watching, uh, watching a video on his iPhone through a glass table. <laughs> that would be a great theme, a car mechanic game that you play under the table. <gasps> oh my God. Multiplayer. Can we make it? Co-op. Co-op mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's an idea right there. I kind of love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were impressed when I sent you a picture of this game we were playing. Yes. You're like, whoa, this is a cool game. It's a proper Euro-style game. I have to, you know, defer all good taste on games to friend of the show, Drew Peterson, because it was his game and I was playing mm-hmm. with him. Uh, but this is like a serious game. This is like a whole thing. We did have to watch a YouTube video about how to play it first. Yes. I was quite daunted. You probably watched a nice Canadian guy with glasses explain it on how it, how it played. Very white room, maybe? Yeah, it's a white like, room, probably wearing like a, a black t-shirt that says how it's played. Mm, something like, yeah, yeah. it might, may well have been. I, details are foggy after my trip to Mars and back. I mean, it is a great game, so don't be daunted. It's a really good game. Um, So, uh, and I won. (laughs) Nice. Congratulations. (laughs) I terraformed Mars. (laughs) 
my tactic at the end was co-locating cities ne- oh no co-locating forests next to cities because you get three times the uh the miles points i forget exactly what the current in the game currency mm. is i actually haven't played it you get, i apologize you get a triple a triple for forests next to cities so i think i managed to craft my forests in a good place that's the strategy that we like to call old musky <laughs> But it was great. And there's also a expansion, more difficult way to play with different corporations have different restrictions. I think um, I, I even believe a new planet. Oh boy. It's Venus is in the mix now. Uh, someone yeah. who's not played a board game since approximately 1993. Uh, it, was, it was great. Nice. We should play more board games. Those three and a half hours went by pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They are. Like, how is it nine o'clock at night? <laughs> It was daylight out when we yeah. started wa- watching this tutorial. Why am I so hungry? <laughs> That's a game that I really wanted to play. I've been wanting to play it, but because children, I cannot play it. Do you do you have it in your board game oasis, your underground <laughs> dungeon of board games? Did you no, dive into it is not in Scrooge McDuck style? The collection. Okay. Just yet. Just yeah. yet. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and tweet us your game suggestions at 7 Days to Play. Find us on Spotify. Search 7 Days to Play. Also, one more thing, important. Oh, yeah. Don't email us. Sunday's to play.